Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go! In your car, you at the house, on your job, be encouraged, boo. Come on! Welcome to In My Father's House. My name is Ariel, and I am broadcasting live from Hollywood in Los Angeles, California. If you'd like to call in, the call-in number is 1-805-292-0338. Again, the number is 1-805-292-0338. Now, tonight's show is going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about kingdom, the kingdom of God. What makes a kingdom? What is the kingdom of God? How can we access it? Who can enter in? What does the Bible say about the kingdom of God? And I just love to talk about this because this is what the Lord had me study back in January, starting in January of 2009. He wanted me to set aside time to learn about the kingdom and what a kingdom was all about and how it's how kingdoms on the earth would kind of give you an idea of what how kingdoms work in heaven and it was just a fascinating time and I just want to give um, definitely uh, accolades and what we call props to uh, men and women of God, that he had me study and study and study their teachings and go into the Bible and then revelation that he would show me. So there's a lot to this, but I just want to get the basics down tonight because um, people like Miles Monroe, Kingsley Fletcher, Pat Francis, 
Lance Wallnow, Bill Johnson. These were all different, I would say, apostles of God who were given kingdom mandates. And there's a lot God has given the kingdom mandate to all believers, but they have grasped it, they have understood it, they have recognized it, and they're teaching on this. And so what I'd like to do is just share a little bit of what I have learned as far as the kingdom because to me, once I learned that, it made sense of a lot of things that not only had I experienced, but um, things that God wants me to do and how he has his way of training and raising those who are going to be doing the work of the kingdom. So let me just start by praying. I'd like to go before the Father. Father, I just come before you humbly, Father. I ask that you just give me the words, give me the wisdom, let me know what you want me to say. Lord, anoint my hands, anoint my ears, anoint my mouth, anoint my eyes to see what you want me to see, say what you want me to say, and hear what you want me to hear. Let me broadcast that through the airways and let's see ears of those who are hearing it also pick up what you are speaking by your spirit. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord and my Redeemer. All right. With that, just want to read a couple of scriptures that talk about the kingdom of God. It says... And again, he said, whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of God? It is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. And leaven really expands when it comes under pressure. And we, we who are kingdom people, expand when we come under the persecution. So think it not strange, my beloved, when we come, those fiery darts, that we expand the kingdom of God. Now Nicodemus said unto Jesus, how can a man be born again? How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now Jesus answered him and said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And then as far as um, it's talking about there shall be no weeping and gnashing of teeth when you shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourself rest out. Kingdom of God is where God's authority is, where his glory pervades. It's and when we're talking about glory, when you hear of glory, when a king's glory is revealed, in the natural, it's almost like wealth. Like when an earthly king comes and shows his glory, he brings his wealth to show, hey, I've got this kind of money. I have, I'm a king. I was reading an article when they were, um, just recently about the king of Saudi Arabia coming to um, – United States bringing just, you know, gobs and gobs of presence. And that has been done, you know, throughout history. Kings going to other kings 
where in our case we have a representative government. We don't have a king, but it's a representative government. It's a democracy of um, a group of people that by the people for for the people of the people, but we do have representatives, so we don't have a king. So it's kind of hard for us to understand kingdoms. But when a when a the Saudi Arabian king came, he showed all his wealth, and so people were like, "Oh, well, why is he doing that?" Well, that's what kings do. When kings come in front of other kings, they show their wealth. In the Bible, it showed Queen of Sheba coming to see King Solomon. She showed her wealth. Well, she came and found out that King Solomon had just tremendous wealth and, you know, showed her what wealth he had. Um, There is protocol, and when we say protocol, it means um, a way of acting when you're in the presence of a king, such as when you're dealing with a king in the earthly realm. If you were to go into a king's um, palace, you just don't walk in any kind of way. You have to be trained and taught how to come into the king's presence. And isn't it something that in in our walk with the Lord, it says, enter into his courts with praise and thanksgiving. That means we come before a king, just not any kind of way. We come saying, we worship you, we adore you. Oh, but Father, you are our most high God. That's how you enter into a king's presence. And the king will then extend his scepter. And the scepter is a symbol of his authority. We have that in the earth. We have kings that have scepters. We even have it in our government when they come in for um, the House of Representatives. They bring this scepter in saying, okay, they're now going to convene and talk about the laws. Well, the scepter is an extension of an authority of the king. And when the king extends the scepter, he says, okay, it's time for you. You can come in. And we come in boldly before the king. We don't come in arrogantly, but if we're king's kids, we come in boldly to our Abba Father because we are kings. We are royal priesthood, a peculiar people. See, when Jesus came on the earth, he came as a king. He came in a manger. It didn't seem natural in our natural thing that a king comes in a manger, but kings recognize kings. That's why the kings that were traveling had found out that there was a new king on the scene, and they're bearing gifts for this new king. Um, they're bearing frankincense, gold, and myrrh, gold representing as far as wealth and frankincense as far as um, the the aroma and, you know, the king's realm. Um, and myrrh was just showing the humility and also myrrh is used as far as um, anointing of a, a body when it's, de- when it's um, dead. So it's kind of symbolizing a little, uh, what his life was going to be like on this earth. And even King Herod, he knew there was a king on the scene. So kings know other kings. Now, the when you're talking about a king, and kings, it's interesting because kings' kids are called prince and princesses. Now, when a prince and princess is in the kingdom of their father, they're called prince and princesses, just like Jesus is our prince of peace. But when 
a prince is sent to a territory or to a land, a foreign land, he becomes a king. So that's why Jesus on this earth is king of kings and lord of lords. Now, one of the things I wanted to um, talk about, and, and, and this is in Fletcher, Kingsley Fletcher's book, and I just want to read this because it really gives a, a good sense of what the kingdom of God is all about. It says that Lucifer, who became Satan, was created by God and had a relationship with him. Now, he was an angel of light. So far as we know, he was fully submitted to God until one day he suddenly saw the throne in different light. He imagined in his heart that he would sit upon his throne. It's not just like saying, so God kicked him out. Now, God's word is law. All of our ideas about law and order are based on his authority. There could be no greater authority than that. Do you know that kings never ask their subjects' opinions? You can't tell a king what you want. A king tells you what you're going to do. That's kind of, you know, when you think about it, it's like it gives a whole new meaning to obedience. Because if you go against a king's law, it's considered treason. When you declare independence from when a king tells you to do something, yeah. So that's why it says, you know, without faith it's impossible to please God, but it says obedience is better than sacrifice. That's why, because a king loves to know that he has obedient, not robots, but obedient subjects who realize that he is a good king. He's a merciful king. And he will give us what we desire when we ask properly. You don't discuss things with a kid. You just obey, as Miles Monroe says. Um, You know, we were translated from a kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of light. Now, another thing about kingdoms that I think is really um, neat, and um, I have an example of when it talks about kings because when you realize that you're an ambassador and when you're a king's kid, you're an ambassador on this earth because the earth is not our home. We are here as legal agents and we are here representing our king. And so when you're an ambassador, and I taught a leadership program that was an ambassador program, and we went through throughout um, Washington, D.C., and we went to the various um, places of government, Supreme Court, the Capitol, meeting leaders there. And I've been to many, many times, I've been inside the Saudi Arabian embassy, um, the French embassy, Japan, China, you name it. And it, it made the kids realize what it's like in those kinds of realms. God had me there for a season because he told me that some of this, well, I don't know exactly who, but I did say this to any group of students that I had in my midst that I knew I was talking to a future president of the United States, also members of Congress, Supreme Court. And I said, you know, I have a mandate to tell you the truth. And as an ambassador, 
an ambassador only can speak what the king tells him or her to speak. He has to represent the government he's from. To say anything different than what the king says, he's illegal. He'll be sent back. So when an ambassador comes into a country, he has to know the language of that country he's coming into. He has to know what the styles, what the people think, because he has to kind of like be part of them but not really be them because he is different. He's coming from a different country. And that is what Christ is asking us to do here on earth. Be amongst them, but we are to lead them out of darkness. We can't. We can't come in and say, you know, you're this and you're that. We have to walk alongside them. We have to show them this is the way walking there in it. We have to show them that we are the light. We come from a kingdom, and this isn't our earthly home. You know, all citizens in a kingdom are family. Royalty denotes that you're part of a kingdom. And like I said, we are a royal priesthood. We're all kings. You know, when a child is born into a king, he is a king. He's just called, you know, like I said, a prince or a princess, um, depending on where he's located. Now, one of the things I think about, and it's so, you know, I, I love how God just does things and he'll show signs and it's interesting. I was in Israel a couple of years ago on a um, assignment with a couple of ladies, and we were in Jordan, and we had a mandate to pray very specifically in Petra. Um, we had an Arab driver, and you know we were just quote tourists. So as we were coming back, and we were coming back um, through Agaba, going to checkpoint to walk over and to go back to um, um, Elad in Israel. We um, had our driver, but what happened is the king of Jordan was coming by. So all the cars and had the traffic had to pull over to the sides and to the little villages and things like that. And, you know, um, so what happened is the king had went by, and apparently on this day he also was with the king of Yemen, and they were, um, I guess, on motorcycles because apparently he likes to um, ride on motorcycles. Well, as we were driving to go back to Agaba, what happened was so interesting because our driver looked said me because I was in the front seat and I'm like yeah sure because it was like a split second like let's turn this way because here was the procession of the king coming around the corner and we were coming around the same time and normally you know the guards would pull you aside there was helicopters all above and there was guards all alongside but they didn't stop us we literally were in the procession of the king. And all those ladies looked at each other and just said, oh, my God. And the driver didn't know what to say. And we just knew this was God showing us. We are king's kids. And we are in a kingly procession. We were on the king's highway. <laughs> 
I love it when God does stuff like that. It's just so, so awesome. And, you know, it is just amazing when he when he does feels like that. Um, another thing about, let's see, what else I want to tell you about kings. Um, oh, and let's read Psalm 25-2 that talks about, um, let me just get that real quick. Oh, my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. You know, it just shows that God will make sure that as we are um, trusting in him, that our enemies will not take over and will not triumph over us. Psalm 24 is also where I want to go. And in Psalm 24, 8, says, Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. You know, um, it is just amazing when you, you think about God's kingdom and how he wants us to operate in his kingdom. He wants us to realize that we have authority. We have a signet ring. We have been bought with a price. We are his children. You know, as ambassadors of God, we are to say, silver and gold, I have none, but what I have I give to you. Rise up and walk in the name of the Lord Jesus. We have the power. We are. We have the signet ring. We have the authority to bring heaven on earth. And when we understand that, we understand that God is interested in souls. When a king is going to take territory, and this body is territory, it's earth. That's why he goes back to the earth. He comes to take territory, and he sends his warriors in. A king also decrees a thing, such as go, come, rest. Isn't it awesome? And God sits there and says, you know, when I look back at my life and he'll tell me to do something, it's like go here, walk over here. I want you to rest. Let it be. And, you know, a king is seated. That's very significant because the king seated means he has the authority. He he doesn't have to worry. A king is at rest. And he tells you to come into his rest. When you come into his rest, that's when you're coming into his seated authority. And it says Christ is seated in heavenly places. He's seated on the right hand of the Father. And he's given the authority. He said, everything is under your feet. We are seated with him in heavenly places. So we have to enter in to God's kingdom. Right now I want to share a song with you. It's called One Night with the King. 
with the king. If you don't know the king of king and the Lord of lords, just with your mouth confess that you need him. Confess that you're a sinner. Confess that you want him to come into your heart and make him Lord. That he rose, he came to this earth, his son of God, he rose, he was crucified, he died and rose again, and he now is seated on the right hand of the Father. And if you confess this with your mouth, you are now in the kingdom. We just thank you if you've made this confession. Lord, we just give you praise. We give you honor. And Father, we thank you for everyone listening that you let them know that they are loved. And we thank you, Lord. All right, everyone. Until next time, we'll see you. Take care. Love you. In Jesus' name. Bye-bye. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.